John Benet Ramsey, Carmen. Tell me what you know about that. Um, John Benet Ramsey. She was a like one of those pageant kid pageant queens, and she was murdered when she was five. Well, or four. She was like super, super young, and she was found dead. You know, it, it's funny. It's, uh, in my mind, I, I was assuming she was missing, but you're right. They found her dead in her basement, in the right? Basement. That was in the deal. basement. And they, yeah, and they never found out who did it. They accused the parents for such a long time, but they... And she had weird parents because the father was real, like, kind of normal looking, but the mother was a little weird, and the mother died. Yeah, the mother she? wound up dying of cancer, I the think. The father should just blame the mother. Yeah. If the father did it, he could be like, listen, I think she did it, and I just, just transferred it onto her. Uh, what do you think happened? Uh, I think it was a, uh, an accident. I think either the father or the, so I think a family member killed her. She was strangled, right? Yeah, I think a family member killed her uh, and then freaked out and then tried to get away with it, and they did. Um, a, a lot of the uh, talk was that the son had done it, the older brother, Burke. Yeah, but he was so young. I mean, if so. you remember, he was only like six or seven. They, You can't be six or seven kids, and get away with DNA evidence. Kids have killed less or, or like younger. Yeah, but, but to get away with like hair samples and all yeah, that. Yeah, but his hair samples would be all yeah. over. They, they lives in the house. Well, anyway, the uh, brother Burke has been on the uh, Dr. Phil show. And he is talking about the this situation and some of the information there. I did not see it, but I have audio from this it. This is the first of one of three days. So it'll be it was yesterday, today, and then tomorrow. They stretched it out. They're getting they're milking this. Well, are you now isn't there a show? Uh, isn't there's a lot of shows. Uh, I think Dateline just did something about it, but they're actually doing like a mini series, like a movie or something on Lifetime or whatever, because it's what the 20th anniversary or 25th or yeah. And they don't pay like Dr. Phil's thing is we don't pay for interviews, but we'll pay for the pictures. So like they'll get a picture of John Bonet from him, and then they'll go, "Well, we're paying you for this picture. Right, we're not paying right, you right. to tell your story. You actually have why he's coming out and speaking out now. If you would like to hear that, and wait, which one should I go to first? Uh, that would be clip number four. Yeah, all right. Uh, well, start. yeah, go ahead. You can. I want to play them all. Over. I want to hear them all. Did you go to John Bonet's funeral? Yeah. Yep. Do you remember it? Yeah, I remember the viewing. I remember the casket was small and her eyes were closed. I think one of her eyes was a little bit like droopy or something. I thought that was weird. How did you feel seeing her? A lot of sadness. I don't think I really fully grasped. Like after this, I won't see her again. I remember my parents being really upset. Like, I remember my dad leaning down and giving her a kiss. Was it traumatizing to see her? That was weird. That was traumatizing a little bit. Burke explained to Dr. Phil why he's waited two decades to speak publicly about her death. For a long time, the media basically made our lives crazy. They would follow us around. Seeing that as a little kid, just, just kind of chaotic nightmare. So I was pretty skeptical of like any sort of media. Like It just made me a very private person. As to why I'm doing it now, it's the 20th anniversary, and there's apparently still a lot of attention around it. Dr. Phil also questioned Burke about why he stayed in bed while a frantic search for JonBenet was going on. How old is he? say you weren't curious because you already knew. He didn't have to get up and go check because he knew exactly what had happened. I was scared, I think. I mean, I didn't know if there was some bad guy downstairs that my dad was chasing off with a gun or, you know, I had no idea. Yeah. He was nine when she went missing. Well, oh, that's, she died. that's still considerably older uh, than we assumed. 
uh, and certainly put him in a range where he could have killed her even by by accident or on purpose if they yeah. were fighting. What do you say about that theory? Does it sound like your mother? It doesn't make sense. Not to say she never got upset, but nothing near like laying a finger on us, you know, let alone killing her child. She wasn't into corporal punishment. She didn't no. spank you all. No, she we didn't never hit got, you. Yeah, we didn't get spanked. Just nothing of the sort. Not even close. You know what, though? Uh, and I'm not saying that I believe that the mother did it, but you could be a mother that doesn't hit the kids and have a mother freak out moment. Right. You know what well, I mean? And they always said that, like, wasn't the whole story, because I was young when this happened, but they were saying that the mom was jealous of the daughter because the mom used to be, Patsy used to be like a, uh, a beauty queen Pageant herself. Person, yeah, yeah, but she was never, like, as good as her daughter. But her daughter was only six. I don't know how good you can be at pageant. Women. Oh, but those people are nuts with that. Oh, they yeah. really are. Yeah, I mean, you're really dressing your daughter up to be a little whore. I mean, that's that's baby. You're putting makeup on her and all right. that. I mean... The night that your sister, John Bonet, was killed, there were three people in that house that we know the identity of, and you're one of those three, you, your mother, and your father. But in the 20 years that have gone by, you're the one that has never spoken. You've never <coughs> talked about this publicly, and you've decided to do so now. My question for you is why now and why here? Well, Dr. Phil, uh, now you're offering me a big buttload of cash yep. and I don't really have a great job and you know. for a long time the media basically made our lives crazy it's hard to miss the cameras and news trucks in your front yard and we go to the supermarket sometimes and there'd be a tabloid you know with my picture Jean-Monet's picture plastered on the front they would follow us around seeing that as a little kid it's just kind of chaotic nightmare so I was pretty skeptical of like any sort of media like it just made me a very private person as to why I'm doing it now it's the 20th anniversary and there's apparently still a lot of attention around it wouldn't it be great if you would have just said money yeah, yeah. yeah. I could use the money hey I need yeah. cash <laughs> I'm a, a brother of a murdered girl right it's uh. not like I'm making a bunch of money or anything so uh. And but they had, had the family had money though. They were rich. So right. That yeah. Yeah. House that they had a nice house. Mm -hmm. uh, the, I think the weirdest thing about this whole thing is I never thought she was that hot. <laughs> uh, Do you remember waking up that morning? Yep. The first thing I remember is my mom bursting in my room, really frantic, saying like, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh!" Running around my room looking for Jaminet. At that point, I was awake. And the next thing I remember is a police officer coming to my room and shining a flashlight. It was still dark when this happened. Yeah, I was just laying there. What time did she come in? Early, I don't remember. It had to be, it was still dark, so it had to be yeah. pretty early. Did she turn on the light when she came in? I don't remember if she did or not. I do remember the cop coming in and shining a flashlight around, so the light must have been off. How long after she came in before the police officer came in? Under an hour. So she comes in, and were you asleep when she came in? Did she wake you up? She woke me up. And she's running around your room saying, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. What else did she say? Did you know she was looking for John Bonet? Uh, I remember her saying, where's my baby? Where's my baby? Well, what is he, Sherlock Holmes? He's trying to piece <laughs> yeah. all these right, moments yeah. together. I find it weird that the dad was named John Bennett, and then they named the daughter John Bonet. It just seems very close to, I don't know, like, 
fathers will name their sons after them, but you never name the daughter after you, and that's kind of what they did there. Are these mm. real autopsy photos that you're showing, Joey? Good grief. Are they really? That's yeah, that's uh, what it said. Ugh. Also, the dad's net worth back in 1996, right around the time of the murder, was $6.4 million. Oh, wow. Uh, his company, mm. Access Graphics, grossed over $1 billion, and he was named Entrepreneur of the Year. And back in 2008, the Boulder County District Attorney actually cleared everybody in the family of having any wrongdoing in the death, saying that uh, there was DNA evidence that excluded uh, Patsy, the wife, John, the father, and the son, Burke, to be any uh, to be suspicious of any part of the crime. Yeah, and uh, is that re- is that real with the rope? Like, was a rope left around her neck? Well, I don't remember know. she was sprawled out like an angel. I remember that was like the big thing was that she was sprawled out and her arms were put out like she was an angel in the basement. This is like a drawing. And what was weird was remember the ransom note goes like the ransom note was demanding the exact amount of money that the father had just got as a Christmas bonus from his company. It was like a hundred and thirty thousand dollars, and that's the exact amount that was in the ransom note. Which which would lead you to believe it was somebody that was associated with him through work. Right. Uh, remember when that lunatic came forward and yeah. claimed that David he was Carr, what was David, his name? David Mark Carr. I think his name. It's always guys with three names. Right. He was a guy who came, by the way, which totally uh, excludes me from ever being a serial killer right. or a lunatic because I don't have a middle name. Oh, Mike Cowhead. Yeah. yeah. No, I, no I don't have a middle name. You can't, you can't even, uh, Mike, Michael Earl Calta could be a killer. <laughs> Mike Calta. No, nothing. Not just a nice guy. Um, this guy came forward and uh, said he was, in fact, her killer. He confessed to the murders. And then they brought him in and questioned him and realized he was lying. He faked it. Right. He was trying to get the attention. And uh, he did have some sort of crazy sexual infatuation with her, right? There were some recordings or something. I don't remember. This is like 10 years ago where uh, they had some information to make you believe that he was sexually after her. There he is, the and guy right in the middle there. Wasn't he going over like the uh, Gary Glitter thing? He was going over to Vietnam and banging kids or yeah, something? Yeah, something like that. I don't, I don't remember. Oh. And uh, and then he went to jail for something else. This guy, he was he was arrested and taken into jail. What a weirdo! What a weird scenario to think you wake up and have closure and him having to go. Nope, guy's lying about killing a baby. Yeah. Well, I think I have another cut of Burke Ramsey. Did you go to John Bonet's funeral? Yeah. Yep. Do you remember it? Yeah, I remember the viewing. I remember the casket was small and her eyes were closed. I think one of her eyes was a little bit like droopy or something. I thought that was weird. How did you feel seeing her? A lot of sadness. I don't think I really fully grasped. Like after this, I won't see her again. So now it's just him and his father, right? Because JonBenet's dead. The mother died of cancer. Yeah. Just him and the father. They probably have a ton of cash between the two of them. And they're saying that the... Uh, remember John Mark Carr was the guy you were talking about who came out and said that he did it? He right. actually uh, is doing a tell-all interview with Investigative Discovery. Uh, it's called a three-part series called John Bonet, an American Murder Mystery, where during it, he continues to insist that he was responsible for her death, but says it was an accident, saying, nobody wanted that little girl to die that night. Nobody, her death was an accident. I was with her when she died, but I was not the one who caused it. How she was found, that's not how she died. Where she was found in that basement is not where she died. So he may know something about her death, but not be the one who actually did it. He added that her lifeless body was tampered with in a bid to cover up who the killer was saying something happened to her and I had to take care of it. I have always been able to fix things. Nobody came in there and did a uh, pedo-erotic thing to that little girl, but it was made to look as though it was done that way. So there, so he's saying that perhaps one of the parents did kill her 
and then he was brought in to make it look like somebody... Or uh, her brother. Yeah, or the brother. And then he was brought in to make it look like uh, somebody had had tried to molest Because that's who you go to. The, the, well, you don't know what he could... But because he, he could be that weird guy that does deliveries to your company, and you're like, hey, you know, we... Remember, you know, uh, Fletch. They went out to Fletch because they thought he was a homeless guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? You go and you get the guy that you think is disposable. John Markar goes on to say that the letter that was left saying that they would, the ransom note uh, was fake. It was a prop to make her death look like a botched kidnapping. Yeah, though that was what everybody maintained from the beginning that the letter was fake. That's why that's why their, their parents were uh, the ones that everybody were looking at because they figured that it was in the house and the letter was fake. Uh, what a weird, what a weird situation. Uh, it was certainly a sad ending, and then probably we're never going to get full closure on this because if this guy's coming forward and saying he did it, and they're telling him, uh, no, you didn't. The problem with all this is when the parents go on television and please come forward, let us know, you automatically look guilty. Like, it's so weird. Like, uh, that movie Gone Girl, oh, how yeah. Ben Affleck, how... He smiled in the one picture, and they're, look at this yeah. creep smiling and taking selfies with hot girls uh-huh. and all this stuff. Like, everything you do is under a microscope, and you got to be thinking in your head the whole time, and then you don't want to say, I know this is going to make me sound like I killed her, but I didn't. I, you know, this, that. Yeah. Oh, it's just so weird. I also, in those situations, I, <laughs> you... At, well, I, I, a kid would be different, but at what is the morning time when you have a wife that dies that's acceptable before you could smile in a picture? Yeah, right. You know, like how long do you wait before you can be happy at in least public? Yeah. I mean, re- think about it, though. I'm not even saying before you start banging on the chicks. I'm saying before you can be out look happy. Everybody's right. going to look at you in the beginning and go, oh, and then the minute you smile, if it's if it's not close enough, everybody's going to be like, creep. Right, mm-hmm. and you, if something, somebody says something funny. Can't laugh. Yeah, yeah. Your reaction is the laugh, though. You can't help that a lot of times. You know, for a split second, you forget that your daughter was murdered, and you giggle, and then everyone's like, oh, what a creep. I wish we had the answers out of pure uh, curiosity. Like, right. I would love to know what happened to Sabrina Eisenberg, who was kidnapped uh, supposedly from right here in the uh, Tampa Bay area years ago, when that one seemed to most likely be the parents. They were able to sneak through there, but there were some uh, recordings from them that the police did where she was yelling at him saying blaming the cocaine for oh his boy. for his temper and if it wasn't for the cocaine you wouldn't have she'd still be here or something well, I don't remember the details it was a long time ago but that Eisenberg mystery is still out the kid just disappear where where do they end up you know yeah. and then I, in that situation I don't think I want to know because it sounds to me like the father did something but awful. you know the weird thing and I've watched so much of uh, Dateline or Discovery or those things where you know the murder mystery type thing there's so many times where they're going you know this happened this happened this happened and you're like well totally that guy right Totally that guy. And then out of left field, it's like, it was the sister. And you're like, whoa. What? <laughs> like, because, you know, all the evidence and the police believe that it's this guy. And then the person winds up, you know, uh, admitting to it or whatever. They find some evidence that goes, no, it was totally this person. A hundred percent for sure. Yeah. yeah. It just blows your mind. If you're a parent and your child is taken from you like uh, three or four years old, 30 years later, the killer wants to confess. Do you want to know, or do you just want to? Thirty I think, years. I think anybody would. I think because you have the closure and you know what happened. You know what I mean? They already found the body. The body's been found thirty years ago. They, the kid was strangled or uh, stabbed or whatever. 
but then they arrest the guy finally comes forward and admits it was him. Do you have questions? Yeah, you have to know why. Oh, you have to know why, right? I mean, you have to know why. I don't know. I watched a story the other day on the news. It was a guy who he was driving home and he uh, approached these kids who were outside playing on their bikes and I forgot the story, but he managed to get them all in the in the car and then he let them all go except for one and he took that kid home and he raped the kid repeatedly and kept him as a prisoner and then uh, he was in his house where the kid was a prisoner and he heard sirens, police sirens, and he thought that they caught him, so he shot the kid Ugh. and he killed the kid. It turned out they weren't even coming for him. The sirens are for somebody else. And uh, I thought, man, I think that I could probably live not knowing that right. at the end. I'd rather just hear he kidnapped him and he shot him. I don't know what happened to me. I don't need to know that he was tortured before yeah. he died. You right. know, because yeah. you've already accepted it, and then thirty years later to open it all, yeah. even though you'll find out. I mean, oh, if, if you moved on by then, it would be a terrible thing to. If re-open. I don't have the opportunity to kill him myself with my own hands, I don't think anything's worth knowing. But how many people's lives? Uh, are changed the course of their lives is changed because of one thing that right. guy took that kid so now everyone in that person's family everyone of his friends everyone outside of that their lives are completely changed because this one guy did something because oh, yeah. you're never the same no nope. you know that if you're married you and your wife probably are arguing all the time because of this situation yep. that neither one of you had any control over but you have to place the blame somewhere and then if you have other kids they feel mistreated they feel left out because you're so worried about the kid who died you know, I mean, and just and then out from there, the guy's job or the wife's job, anything that they're doing for the rest of their lives, they're associated with that. Oh, oh yeah, that's that's another thing. I mean, John Walsh, John Walsh. I mean, I, he's got a, a good show and he's still doing good on uh, on CNN now. But I mean, his whole job started because of his son being right. kidnapped, so he has to deal with that every day. I don't know. That's that's heartbreaking stuff, man. Well, I would I would like to know. What's what really happened? I don't think we're going to get a uh, solid answer. No, one, no, even when the guy confessed, they said no. So uh, I'm sure we'll uh, not find out. But I'm looking forward to finding these specials and maybe shed some light on the situations. Uh, Dave, you're on the Mike Calder show. Good morning. Yeah, I would like to find out who did it, and I'll kill him. Yeah, I would kill him I, I, if you have the opportunity to kill him, Dave. But what if they just arrest him, and what if he goes to jail and? Uh, I'll figure out a way. Yeah, that's my. I told right, you. My, I'll figure out a way. My dad's already got a plan for the courtroom. I don't. I won't give up your plan again, Dad. It involves number two <laughs> oh, pencils God. and fishing oh, wire. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's always the way of doing it. You got to be smart about it. That's the only. That's the only way to have any closure. I think if somebody took your that's child, exactly. is to kill them with your own hands. Oh, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, forget it. Oh yeah, just put me in the room for. Death penalty death does death nothing death for me. I'll get him. De- thank you, no, Dave. The death penalty not- does nothing if if I. Uh, if they say, hey, we're putting him on death row and he's going to get electrocuted and you can watch it, I'm like, mm, unless I can throw the switch, I don't really care. Uh, get yourself put in jail and then kill him in jail. Oh, I would oh, do yeah. that. Yeah. That'd be worth it. Or pay somebody who's in jail if you right. can get, you know, to somebody. Yeah, my brother's in there. And you pay that person. Yeah. You know. I do like what uh, Jax did to, um, oh, what's his name from Sunday Randall? I'd make Marilyn Manson rape him all the time. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. That's how it ended for him. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody liked it. Yeah. Uh, 727. I don't know. Marilyn Manson even seemed like he was enjoying it. Steve and Julie Weintraub here for the Golden Diamond Source. If you're thinking about getting engaged, Golden Diamond Source is your one-stop destination. Shop, compare, and save at the Golden Diamond Source. 3800 Olmerton Road. Or online at goldendiamondsource.com.